Hey, good morning. Uh, welcome to another installment of the Man Talk Monday podcast. Me, Augusta Foster, checking in with you live. Um, today's episode, unexpected expectations, lofty expectations, unrealistic expectations, just expectations that should not be there. So I'm not going to do this long. Uh, this episode comes about due to um, a post that I saw on Instagram. You know, if you're uh, if you follow Media Takeout, Media Takeout be pop. Media Takeout got it all going. So Media Takeout had this post, uh, and it was a TSR debates, and it was saying, you know, uh, basically speaking to your uh, your son replacing your man, or basically what it said specifically was uh, calling your son the man of the house does more damage than you think. And uh, I read the post and was like, okay, this is, you know, and of course, under it, wild, the comments, and I reposted it and basically said, you know, your son is not a replacement for your man, hard stop. And uh, I'd said that because there's, you know, I've, I've been in a couple of spaces on a couple of people's podcasts, shows, YouTubes, and I constantly have to try to get folk to understand that the amount of black fathers that they say aren't in the homes is statistically inaccurate. Uh, you know, the fact that when the census comes out, the census, when they ask for, you know, fathers in homes, they speak to married couples. The majority of black children, which is a fact, are born out of wedlock. They're born to unwed mothers, unwed fathers. But then you read all the other statistics that tell you no fathers spend more time with their children after school, preparing for school, before school, uh, extracurricular programs statistically than black fathers. So there are active black fathers in the home. And I constantly am trying to get people to understand this in all these spaces that I speak in. With that said, culturally, we got some weird thing where the women in our lives, once there's no longer a man present, some of these women feel like because there's a lack of a man in the home, it is now their time to task their son with being the man of the house. And like the Shade Room post said, you know, this is, it does more damage than you think, but people don't understand it that way. I think a lot of women, they do it, I won't even say naturally, but just instinctually, they want a man, you want love. And specifically, I mean, women get with men for, you know, not just finances and sex, but security, protection. So now here you are a woman, you and the father are no longer together. He's no longer active in the home whatever it is, now here you are with your son. I mean, he's he's a man, isn't he? I mean, he's a tiny man. He's a little man. I mean, he's a boy at this stage. I'd heard a preacher uh, speak a message where they said, you know, people transitioning from boy to man. And any, you know, there are a lot of, and uh, he'd say, you know, you have a lot of 40-year-old boys walking around because it's it's a mental thing. It's a spiritual growth. There's a progression, a matriculation, if you will. But there's a lot of 40-year-old boys walking around. So, you know, the, the transition of boy to man is huge. It's big. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of things that have to happen. 
with that said, we have some women in these homes who are telling four to 11 year olds. That's, that's young. That's young because you got to think about it to be the man of the house, to really be the man of the house. I've been the man of the house twice now. And every time it is when the moment is on you, they're looking at you for answers. They're looking at you for leadership, for guidance, for protection, for security. Hey, bro, you're the man of the house. Figure this out, man. Because that's the job of the man of the house when you're tasked to lead, to protect, to secure. That's what you're supposed to do. So now imagine all of that weight, all of that stuff you put and you place on a 13-year-old boy. Here he is hitting puberty. His voice is cracking. He's just got a little bit of hair. He got a little older about himself. He might be, you know, interested in girls at this point. Hell, he might be interested in boys at this point. But he has so much going on in his own life. But now you're putting the weight of him and the title of man of the house. That's too young. You're robbing him of his childhood. You're taking from him what's so valuable at this juncture in time, his innocence. He'll never get these years back. I've watched people who I know who are single mothers. And this is mostly a thing of, of single mothers. Who And I want women to understand you're, you're doing your child a disservice. It's no different from the men who, you know, when they have their daughters or they have custody and they treat their daughter like a little wife, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. No, you can train your daughter to be a spouse. You can tell her the certain things to do, but you, you can't put your daughter in a wife role. It's awkward. It's odd. It's really creepy. So now here you have some women. Well, my son is the man of the house. No, you could tell him to hold the door. You tell him to pull out chairs. I urge my son every time I talk to him, hey, listen, listen to your mother. If you can, help with the trash. Do this. Because he's a little fella. He's six, but he can understand the roles that a man would take. But it is difficult to say he's the man of the house because he's six. He's not a man. He's still a boy. So for the people who do this, you really got to think, really assess. Do you know the damage you're doing to your kid long term? Telling your 12, 13-year-old, listen, your dad is gone. You the man in the house now. Now this kid feels an obligation to hold up their life. Because that's the standard that you set. You told them, yo, you've, you've got to do more. You've got to earn. You've got to bring forth. You've got to lead. Can't lead at 13, 14. This kid is balancing school, sports, life, social, gender roles, realizing who the hell they are themselves. But now here you have a mother who's putting the extra weight on them of, listen, mommy don't have a man, so I need you to be the man. No. This is why I emphasize the importance of co-parenting. Fellas, it is wicked, slight, speak ill, whatever. You could do whatever you want. But it doesn't change the fact of who you had your children with. 
you had children with who you had children with. Now your job is to try to be as effective as you can with a co-parent so that your son, if you have one, is not placed in that position of over-responsibility too young. Because now you get these young men who are the, the best example I could give you. My buddy Patrick, Patrick works, uh, Patrick for years has worked in probation uh, for the county of Los Angeles. Case worker moved up, all of that good stuff. Pat will tell you, I went and visited him at his gig once, and I spoke to some youth. And the consensus of the young men who were in there, when you talk to them, a lot, mostly black young men in the probation and juvenile system, and you see them at this YA or this youth authority, which for those of my listeners who are other places, you'll hear this, they are... It is a baby jail. It is prison for young people. Don't let people tell you it's corrections or rehabilitation. It is prison for young people. There are chain link fences. You are told when to when to eat, when to sleep, when to go to the restroom. You do not have control or freedom of movement. It is prison for children. You talk to the majority of these young men and listening to their stories. All their stories are very similar. You know, my dad wasn't home. Whether it was he abandoned us and totally ignored us or him and my mom didn't get along and my mom didn't allow him around, whatever it was. But a lot of them told the same story. A lot of them said something along the lines of, you know, and I had to step up. I had to be the man of the house. It was my turn to lead. I took over the role. All of these dudes are under 18 most under 17, talk about they're the man of the house. Now here they are incarcerated. And I asked Pat, I said, what is this? He said, what happens is you, you get these young men who they're forced into this role and the expectations are so high. So now they're trying to meet these expectations. They end up in the streets, they end up selling drugs, they end up doing whatever it is. Now they're removed. And they're just another number. But even when they come out, it's difficult. He said mentally for them because they've been the man of the house. Now, these same young men, they talk back to their mothers. They assault their mothers. They have issues with their mothers. So then the, he said the moms then try to send them off to the dads, but by then it's too late. It's hard for you to send a 12-year-old boy who you've been telling he's the man of the house since he was seven or eight for four or five years in his brain he's processed he's the man so now when you send him to his dad it's natural confrontation because he believes he's on equal level with his dad because that's where you put him so now you fast forwarded this kid's progression even though mentally and maturity wise he's not there that's long-term damage I've watched relatives who've almost served in the capacity of pseudo mothers and fathers with their siblings and cousins. And I look at them now, some in their 60s, some in their 40s, some in their 20s. And I watched the fact that when they were 15 and 16 and their siblings were three and five and six, now they're in their 20s and their siblings are in their teens and they didn't really get to enjoy their lives. They didn't get to grow because they were forced into a role. So fellas, co-parent, I know this is an episode where really I'm challenging women to not put their sons in that role, but fellas, I'm telling you, co-parent 
Work hard for your sons. Establish to your sons what a man is. Provide. You can't lead in that home. That's a whole nother episode. You're not going to be able to lead in that home. But co-parent the best you can so that your children understand the role of a man. And, you know, this is a wild one that some of you may not agree with. Pray. Pray for your baby mama, your ex, whoever it is, that they've got a good picker so that mentally they grow and do all the things so that they don't have to put your son in the role of man of the house at an age where he doesn't even understand what being a man is. Because if you don't and if she doesn't, it's going to be a detriment to that kid long term because they're never going to get the growth that they need. They're going to miss out on their formative years because they're going to have the pressure of having to do for a family that they just take part in and did not create. Ladies, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, you know, my, but my son is he, but he is the man of the house and he is my king and he is my, hear me out. Do not rob that young man of his opportunity to grow into a man by forcing him to be something he doesn't understand at a young age. Because in 10, 15 years from now, you'll wonder why he moves certain ways. You'll wonder why he's so aggressive towards women. You'll wonder why he's so firm but not understanding. Because you took from him the time where he was supposed to be learning and you put him in a job that he was never really qualified for. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for taking part. Man Talk Monday. Every Monday, tap in. This episode dropping on Wednesday, recorded on a Monday. Man, I love y'all. Be well. Be blessed. Peace.